0: to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Bible to the book of Proverbs. I'm going to preach on money tonight. Proverbs chapter 21 and chapter 22. And I'll tell you, this message here it's going to be one that's very practical. In fact, the book of Proverbs is a book of the Bible that when we want just everyday practical living... Proverbs speaks truth to our lives with that. I'll never forget, I one time heard Billy Graham share a story about his wife, Miss Ruth Graham. She was growing up, uh, uh, they, were, they were raising their children as their children were growing up, and what happened was they told their, uh, uh, they, they told their children that in the kitchen they were just going to keep the book of Proverbs open on the table, and they just lived their life in discipline and just lived day by day by the practical sayings of Solomon, and that's who wrote Proverbs, or most of Proverbs was written by Solomon, and it is, I think the advice we're going to see here this evening speaks truth to us. If you do have a bulletin, I want you to pull it out because I'm going to reference the bulletin here uh, you see. In fact, I want to read it first thing. Uh, Money, we're going to talk about how God meets our needs. Do you know there's only five things in the world you can do with money? That's it. Only five. Number one, you can spend it. Number two, you can save it. Number three, you can pay your taxes. Four, you can pay down your debts. And number five, you can give it away. And when we have our offering here at our church, you're participating and practicing number five. You're giving, you're choosing to honor God by giving your money away. I am on social media. There's only three social media channels I'm on. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Instagram is my least favorite. But my most favorite, and the third one I'm on, the one I actually originally joined, is called Twitter. Now, Twitter has been in the news lately. Twitter is, it's microblogging, that's what it is. It started out years and years ago with folks just saying what they ate for breakfast. And then it got to be mostly, Twitter is great for news and sports. If you like news and sports, Twitter is where you need to be. You can just follow everything going on in Twitter. Well, something happened last month in the Twitter world. The most wealthiest man in the world, his name is Elon Musk. Elon Musk owns Tesla. Elon Musk owns, I believe it's called SpaceX. It's basically replaced NASA. And it's a, he's a really f- uh, forward-thinking entrepreneur. Well, last month, Elon Musk purchased Twitter. Of all the things he could buy, he's incredibly wealthy. He bought this social media company. Now, what I'm about to tell you is truly what you might see is... Um, wasteful spending among any business ever to, uh, uh, ever to exist. Twitter is based in San Francisco, California. And when he purchased them last month, they had 8,000 employees. And Twitter apparently was the greatest business for an employee to get benefits at. They actually provided you with breakfast and lunch. And I think for lunch, he said they were spending roughly, when you added all the numbers up, $400 per lunch per employee. They would spend, by the time they added it all up. So he bought this company that maybe had a, a little excess, you could say. And they have whittled the employees down to 50. I believe that's ac- accurate, 50. And they are hitting all-time highs in their Twitter usage. Even my mother's actually over here on second few, she's on Twitter. So you can you look at that and go, "How could something like that happen?" What had happened is it had become wasteful spending in their company. When folks are getting four hundred dollar lunches every day, it's just it was out of control. And he was determined. He saw that there was an opportunity to take this business and make it very profitable. And it's certainly the past month has become very interesting. We're going to see here in our Bibles tonight, we're going to see how the Bible teaches us how we need to be wise, and we need to be not just... We hear this phrase all the time in church life, Christianity, good stewards. But now we're about to see what God says exactly how to be a good steward of your money. The truth is... Folks, stuff costs more, and everything costs money. The question is, on everything in his life, how much does it cost? Most of your phone calls you receive, if it says spam risk or telemarker, if you answer that phone call, you know what's on the other end. It's someone selling you something. If someone knocks on the door, it's very likely either going to be someone selling you something, a preacher, or it's going to be, if it's political season, someone knocking on your door, uh, campaigning, or their campaign team's out knocking on doors. That's about it. That's who visits folks now. So I want you to turn here in your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 21, and then we're going to look at one verse in Proverbs chapter 21, then we're going to look at uh, nine verses in Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs 21, verse 5, God's Word tells us, the plans of the diligent certainly lead to profit. You do not become profitable in life by accident. Elon Musk did not become the wealthiest man on earth because he was unwise with his money. He's a very shrewd, wise man. You just don't fall into wealth. But anyone who is reckless certainly becomes poor. And that poverty comes in many different ways reckless spending, addictions, uh, just uh, out of control impulse purchases. And next thing you know, you will find yourself in poverty. Y'all know I'm a podcast listener too. I listen to a podcast. That's, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts, that's what I do. <clears throat> and I want to tell you, if you want to hear great sermons, they're all on, every sermon in the world's on a podcast of anything you ever want to hear. Well, I was recently listening, recently like yesterday, listening to a podcast from a gentleman who led a church called Mars Hill Church. It was outside, or it was actually in Seattle, Washington, and the pastor of that church, um, their, their, their church actually, they had planted a lot of campuses. They were very uh, uh, just very aggressive in their ministry, and they kind of had a, a, he was a shock pastor. He was one of those guys that would do things to get a, a, a rouse out of the crowd. His name was Mark Driscoll. Some of you may have heard of him. Well, about five, four or five years ago, that entire church, listen, it went out of business. And here's how it went out of business. He did something in, in spending in church ministry called the Hail Mary. What he would do, and eventually, the Hail Mary can only go so far. You know, a good quarterback can maybe throw a 50-yard Hail Mary. Hail Mary is when you've got down to the last play of the game, and you need a touchdown. So you're standing on the 50-yard line, and you chunk the ball down there. You hope the receiver catches it, and you score a touchdown. Then you get back, and you're you're on your own 40. Then it's a 60 yard pass. Then you get back and you're on your own 30. And so, so the farther you get back, the harder it is. The pastor of this church, Mark Driscoll, this is the way they plan their spending. He spent lots of money at the beginning of the year. Spend, 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 spend. Then the last two months, in Dece- or November and December, they had a massive campaign for their church. To pay for all of this stuff they just spent. But the problem was, and so they would have to roll out uh, November, December, was their stewardship months for raising money. Every sermon was on money. They were having banquets, any way they could get a dollar to basically pay for what they just spent at the beginning of the year. It worked the first year. But then the second year, he was getting farther and farther back. The Hail Mary was getting deeper and deeper. So then eventually what happened, he's throwing a 90-yard pass, and, and it wasn't being called. They weren't making it. And the church collapsed, all of their campuses. This church ran thousands and thousands of people. Maybe many of you have heard of that church before out in, in Washington. It's not a Southern Baptist church. You can Google his name and look up about their life, about their ministry, but that is an example of what this Bible verse tells us reckless spending, reckless living. Folks, eventually it leads to poverty. So look here, we're going to read nine more verses. Look over at Proverbs chapter 22. We're going to read these verses here. A good name is to be chosen over great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. Rich and poor have this in common. The Lord makes them all. The Lord Lord makes rich and poor. It is not not wrong to be wealthy. In many ways, wealthy people have done very good managing their money. They have done. No one falls into wealth. A sensible person sees danger and takes cover, but the inexperienced keeps going and are punished. Humility, the fear of the Lord, results in wealth, honor, and life. There are thorns and snares on the way of the crooked. The one who guards himself stays far from them. Start a youth out on his way. Even when he is old, he will not depart from us. Folks, this is why it is so important for our children and our teenagers and our grandchildren to be in church. You point people the right direction, and then when they are old they will not depart. I'm just going to we'll do our, we're, our Sunday night poll. Who here went to church as a child? If you went to church as a child, raise your hand. You look around, the majority of hands are up. Because the Bible verse tells us here, you start a young person on the way to the Lord, on the right way, and yes, they might go through some seasons of sin and uh, backsliding, making some poor decisions, but they know you have planted those gospel seeds in their life while they were young, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. This Bible verse here, if you've ever heard of Dave Ramsey, he's actually become a multi-millionaire on this one Bible verse. Dave Ramsey, he goes around writing books, Giving seminars, speaking in churches, writing church curlic- curriculum over Proverbs twenty two seven, and about the evils of debt. If you borrow money, you are on the hook for who lent you that money. That is a principle that is three. This is three thousand years ago when this was written, and it still applies today. And that's the danger of debt. The Bible, Bible's telling us here, if you want to be a slave, you just need to start borrowing money, and next thing you know, you, you will be a slave to the monthly payment for paying that back. I want, you know, this is a message here. Uh, folks today need to hear this. Uh, Y'all know credit card debt in the United States is at an all-time high. All-time, history of our country It's an all-time record. The one who sows injustice will reap disaster, and the rod of his fury will be destroyed. Now look at this last verse for this evening here. A generous person will be blessed, for he shares his food with the poor. Do you want the blessing of the Lord? Then we practice generosity. So when we look here on this handout that I gave for our Sunday night handout. What happens is, what do you do with your money? That number five, you give it away, that is practicing generosity. And the Lord tells us when we are free and we are able to do that, we will be blessed. The thing about money, money is morally neutral. It's what you do with your money that honors or dishonors God. God doesn't meet your needs based on your resources. When the Lord looks at us, And He sees the needs we have. He doesn't look at our resources and say, well, I'm going to meet or not meet your needs. Rather, He meets our needs based on His resources. It's the Lord's resources that He extends to us. His graciousness that helps us make ends meet and gets us through life. When we honor God with our money, it shows you can trust Him with all of your needs. And I want to tell you, when it comes to money... This here is, for many, the most difficult and challenging thing for people to do. Because this determines where, which, your money, money is morally neutral. You just point it in the direction of where you want to go. And if you do not guide your money to where you want to go, you will lose your money. It will go everywhere and it will be gone. So what we do, being good stewards and being a good church, and be serving on the Budget and Finance Committee, and being a church that's very wise with our giving. What we are doing is we are just pointing our money. Here's what we value. Here's what we think is important. Here's the direction God wants us to go in. You're pointing it to the where the Lord wants you to go. So wrapping this up this evening, what do we do? God meets our needs. How? Because He sees. Not because we're worthy but because He has the resources enabled to do it. He gives us what we need, and He expects us to be a good steward of that and taking our money and pointing it in the right direction. And I want you all to know, with inflation and with the cost of everything now, there is no more important message to folks than how to manage, how to point their money, and how to be frugal with their money. Because if you aren't, you won't have it. It will vanish away. This is a message, not just for senior adults. We have a generation of folks, we have folks in Washington and Frankfurt that need to hear this. They're taking what we have entrusted. God has entrusted us with what we have, and we are to point it back towards Him. Lord, I thank You for Your Word. I pray that our message tonight will be one that is focused on you on taking what you have given us and pointing it towards you lord i just pray as we have our invitation as we close with an invitation that we will respond to the gospel lord there's many of us here that maybe we are in debt we are enslaved we we have we have taken money and now we've become uh, borrowers that owe others lord help us see that money is morally neutral and we need to be wise stewards with what we do with it not wasteful jesus i just pray this invitation we respond to what you're doing in our lives in jesus name we pray amen we're going to close our worship service here with an invitation to respond to the gospel. So i'm going to invite everyone to stand up David Dale is going to sing us our song. As we stand up, I'm going to be standing out front. If you want to join Broadway Baptist Church tonight, you come take my hand and say, Pastor, I want to be a part of a church that's a Bible-believing church that points his money in the right direction. Just-